0: Hey I'm Megan and I'm Sharon and welcome to The Breakup Dress. Each week we will be delving into the fashion world, tackling the issues around fast fashion, education about sustainable fashion
1: and we want you to get involved as we share memories from our wardrobes.
0: Hello and welcome back to The Breakup Dress. How has your week been Megan? Do
1: you know what I actually have had um, I've had a stomach bug most of the week I think now I thought initially it was from my antics last weekend because I actually went for International Women's Day the girls in work and I went for um food and I had like a chicken burger and chips and it was divine then the following day I met one of the girls uh, Anya for dinner and I had like a taco fry or something Then the next day we did another work vent out and I ate out basically I ate out six days in a row and it was all like greasy deep fried food mm, and then lovely. obviously I, there was obviously alcohol as well so when I was sick on I woke up on Sunday Monday morning I would say Sunday night after I watched the Oscars and I was up all night and then I was kind of I felt really sick and actually got sick and I thought I was like oh I'm probably just from the whole weekend and those things with me they pass after like a night or 24 hours yeah. So like they, they do pass but it didn't, it continued like most of the week And I every day I was like oh for God's sake So the week consisted of a lot of really boring foods Like bread, not even toasted with butter um, oh. Yeah, <laughs> bread and then sometimes I'd rock out and toast it um, Plain pasta, plain noodles, just plain plain food um, So I'm trying to like, I was trying to get rid of it So it actually, I thought then, I was like geez, this is a bit weird But um, I've heard from people that there's like this weird stomach flu bug thing going around So I guess I must
0: have had that yeah, you better not be sick on Saturday because we are going to watch the match. We have great plans for Paddy's, don't we? Yeah, I know. Well, I, that's the thing, like, because I was initially
1: I was thinking at the start of the week, I was like, maybe I just shouldn't go to Dublin. Maybe it's just rest and like stay indoors and watch it and drink loads of water. But to be honest, then I was like, oh, I know the FOMO will just get to me, so I'm just gonna march on and just hope that it's gone. But what day is today? Today is. To think what day it is what's tomorrow's patties isn't it yeah sorry my brain is like fried um yeah
0: are you I, working tomorrow actually i are am covering parade?
1: two parades so by the time this comes out i'll have covered rathkeel and adair so i really look forward to it i've never actually been so rathkeel is bypassed so anytime you go to um i'm down to it's Tr- yeah truly or anything you go through adair and then you bypass rathkeel so obviously everyone knows adair is just crazy for traffic we bypass rathkeel so i've never been into the actual town itself so I'm excited to go in there and um, also there is a guy who has a bar in Rathkeel whose horse won in Cheltenham um, during Hello. the week so I think there'll be a, good, a bit of a buzz around the place with all that so yeah I'm looking forward to that, I've been watching actually Cheltenham, sorry I should say I haven't been watching Cheltenham because it's on during work hours Um but we've had <laughs> Cheltenham, we may have had Cheltenham playing in the background um, so a really good week and some, um, so yeah so a lot of horse racing this week and a lot of as I said drinking, eating,
0: beige food yeah, yeah. Okay. Well no beige food for you on Saturday.
1: Yeah, it depends where I go though, isn't it? I just I just need yeah. to make sure I line the stomach well. Also, I've got an issue lately where I can't figure out what my favourite um what my drink is for a night out. Like I find out I'm You've never be- been able to
0: find out your favourite drink.
1: No, I mix and the problem is then I mix. I'm like, oh do you want that I yeah. know oh, I don't like that and then I end up mixing for the night and like, that's disastrous for everyone.
0: You know the way We always end up going out And having red wine You need to stop that Because then you end up Drinking it for the night And you just get really sleepy And you're like okay Well you
1: see On the other hand I don't mind that Because then I go to bed early And I get a good night's sleep
0: yeah you're a great one for the Irish goodbye we could be in a club and I'll turn around and Megan would have just ran home wait probably stopped in Supermax on the way and then ran home to bed
1: happened last week I was out on Saturday night with one of the lads and he texts I woke up next morning he texts me at like two o'clock like where are you and I text obviously the next morning like yeah but I had said to him before we even went out we were having dinner and I was like by the way I said I will I'll disappear and he was like what and I was like no I, I don't stay out so I said if I'm gone I'm going home to bed, and he was like, "No way!" And I was like, "No, I swear!" I was like, "I can't." He said, like, "No, you'll stay out." I was like, "I'm telling you right now, I won't," and I didn't.
0: Yeah, yeah. God, I need to take a leaf out of your book. Anyway, should, we'll see what happens on Saturday, so we'll have to keep an eye on you. Do
1: you know what? I was thinking for for next weekend, we'll have probably loads to catch up on because we'll have both been in Dublin and the match and Paddy's Day and everything. Um, but I should say in a few minutes, we do have our first ever guest coming up, which I'm super excited about because, uh, yeah, it's just yeah. it's nice to kind of introduce someone else and to get kind of their kind of I guess opinions and matters on all things
0: sustainability yeah yeah really excited for it I think you're all really going to enjoy it
1: so before we get on to that um what have you been up to all week actually I think I've just been doing
0: all the talking yeah well I've just been working away I don't think I've anything really exciting I haven't really been out or anything I'm saving it for this Saturday so yeah that's it really I'm trying to plan what I'm going to do for the rest of the year I'd love to go away again soon on a holiday I just need to plan oh, you're going away in uh, April
1: I am going away in May to Majorca on a hiking trip with one of the girls mm. and then one of the other girls and I were talking about going to Portugal for like a fitness boot camp holiday I know some people are like what the hell would like this stuff kind of excites me but you
0: are you not coming to Ibiza with us oh yeah actually <laughs> <laughs> sorry are you, you're in the whatsapp group we're going to Ibiza <laughs> I know I'm a terror I'm so bad at my WhatsApp but I forget to even look at the messages But yeah sorry I'm going to Ibiza so But it's fair we fun. haven't even booked
1: the flight So we're we're being hopeful yeah. I think we're going Like at the moment the flights Anywhere really are extortionate But Ibiza is through the roof Because this is the first summer in Was I there last summer? No the Yeah no the summer before This Is this No maybe last summer was But this like this summer Everything is fully fully back on Like all the clubs are open The pool parties like, Everything is open So everyone just wants to get back there So I think that's why it's just going to be mega this summer, and I'm dying to go back out because I saw that, um, Kaigo and Calvin Harris are playing in Oshawa. And if anyone listening hasn't been to Ibiza or hasn't been to Oshawa, it's just, it's like, so, Ibiza is actually a magnetic island. There is like scientifically, there's scientific facts. River, whatever, whatever way the rock formations are, there's like it's it's magnetic. So that's why they call it the Love Island because so many people fall in love over there. having I mean, been there, done that. What? And are you yeah, serious? So it's actually there's actually <laughs> magnetic healing energies in Ibiza. And obviously then there's all, there's two, there's like the party side of it. Yeah, there's a the mad party side. And then there's actually the real spiritual kind of yogi side. But there is, that, and the, that side of it is actually because of the magnet magnetism that's out there.
0: Are you serious? I have never I heard of that. That's
1: God. insane. I will have my actual scientific backup facts for this next week because I got told this and you'll understand when you're out there because you'll you literally just fall in love very
0: easily. <laughs> I'll carry crystals around in your bra. It's kind
1: of. It is, and it has this really cool energy side to it. So it's like, it, that's why I love going back. Now, I don't know okay. if Vegas has the same magnetic hold, but it has something... <laughs>
0: I just laugh. I've been to Vegas twice, and each time I hadn't, I hadn't planned on really going. Do you know what I mean? We went for your birthday, and then I went on a road trip with a bunch of lads a few years before. But each time was great. Oh, Vegas! See, Vegas
1: and Ibiza are so the same but different. They're, I guess they're just party fun islands. Islands, obviously, Vegas isn't an island. It kind of could be. And um, oh. they're kind of just fun places where you just kind yeah. of. Let loose oh my god! The but do you
0: remember? I was, do you remember I was telling you about um Vegas? So before we went out, I was like researching things in the city. And did you ever hear of the Vegas mole people? No So they live You know all the homeless people They live underground In Vegas And they have like A whole city Underneath the tunnels
1: No Jesus Next week's podcast Is going to be A deep in depth look At Ibiza And Las Vegas
0: I swear to God Honestly It is the most Craziest thing ever But like thousands of people Live underground I remember being in Vegas I just felt so bad Because I was like Oh my god There's loads of people Like underneath this strip
1: Jesus, okay, maybe I'll look into that, so I might change my views on yeah. going back. Anyone listen to
0: this, look into that. It's
1: absolutely No, don't wait mental. for next week. We'll 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 do it for you. <laughs> um we'll find it all out. Um and a Beat says, yeah,
0: no, definitely have to go back. Oh my god. I love how we go completely off. and um, just a completely different. No, back to sustainable fashion. <laughs> okay, so enough of this shiting on. It's time for our guest. Do you want to present her, Megan? Well, she is a TV host and personality. She
1: is a sustainable fashionista, and I know we get so much From her content online. It's the one, it's the only. It's Fanula J. Welcome, Fanula J. I have to say, we've been so excited now to get you onto this podcast. And uh, I have to say, I mean, you do so much. You're so busy. I've seen you on the Six O'Clock Show on Virgin Media. Um, You do podcasting. I love your Love Island updates. And I mean, you just seem to be such a busy woman. So very welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Much appreciated. Now obviously of course we're here to talk about sustainable fashion and uh, I have to say you were of course leading the way in Ireland um, but I want to kind of bring it back to how it all began for you, the whole I guess sustainable journey that you kind of first began.
2: So I would say I've always been interested in secondhand fashion and like vintage fashion. I remember watching, uh, Lily Allen did like a Channel 4 documentary a couple of years ago about opening her own vintage store with her sister and I know Donald Porter did a similar thing around kind of it wasn't really like making over people but it was kind of showing people the joys of vintage fashion and I was like that's a bit of me because I love the creativity I love the idea of having a piece that's lived forever and then some and had a totally different story before it became yours and but I suppose I was a bit of a sales fiend as well and I wasn't Mm -hmm. the kind of person that would spend a lot of money on fashion because I didn't really consider myself a very fashionable or a stylish person. Um, So I would spend, I would buy a lot from the sales, uh, stuff that kind of maybe didn't fit in with my wardrobe, stuff that I Mm -hmm. didn't really see the long-term wear in. But you know, I was, I was such a victim to the fast fashion. It's 50% off, get it because it's cheap, not even necessarily because you love it. And I suppose I was getting to a point where I was kind of finding that really frustrating and I had that thing of like I have all these clothes but nothing to wear nothing that I like a lot of the stuff is like very badly made and then it kind of snowballed Mm -hmm. in my head to be like why is it badly made? How much are these people who are making these clothes being paid? Why is it so cheap in the first place? And then there's obviously the environmental thing comes knocking. I think it it was always at the back of my mind. But again, like for a lot of people, it's very easy to ignore for a while because, you know, we love clothes, we love whatever, blah, blah, blah. But for me it was just getting to a point where I was like, okay, I don't really think I can ignore the impacts of my shopping habits anymore. So I set myself the challenge of going off ass fashion for a year and I did it. I did a bit longer than a year and then I broke it and then I started again and I've been yeah, doing it ever since.
1: It's funny you mentioned there though about the sales thing. Like that was definitely something as well. Like that, I'd go into charity shops when I was a teenager and I'm like, oh my God, look at all these clothes I got for like two euro and I thought it was great. But like that, i go into the high street stores and I'm like, oh my God, look at this top that has makeup and all over the collar and is like torn and it's it's only two euro. And like I'd bring that home thinking it was great and like you said, the sales just would grab you in and sure, they'd be absolutely rubbish. You'd, like I don't think I'd ever get to wear them. Half the stuff, like my mum was a charity shop and the amount of clothes that we get in that have their tags on because you know people just bought them on sale and they don't fit or work. Like, it's, it's mad. Just, it's absolute madness. Yeah,
0: your mum literally gets so many new things into the shop. It's crazy to think that like people buy so much and they don't even wear the things. You know, it's it's absolutely mental. But
2: yeah, That's I just want to thing say people say to me like they're like they look at their wardrobe and they just have when they actually look at it and it's like I completely forgot I had this and it still has tags and it's it's that quick thing of you're in the shop and it's cheap and it's you think it's nice and then you're like but is it your personal style is it do you have anything like this that you want you know what I mean it's yeah it's it's a tricky one for sure that's mad and so like you
0: were inspired to do this how did you how did you find it like how did you find the first
2: year doing it and then
0: the year and a half after
2: I actually found the first year I I found it kind of Harder, I suppose I hit a harder patch the further in I was in the journey, but initially the first year was fine because when I started this, it was 2019. And then I don't know if you remember what happened in 2020, but there was a small thing <laughs> called a pandemic. So nobody was going out anyway, nobody was seeing you yeah. in your clothes. But I suppose that gave me the space to really reevaluate things because again, I wasn't going out and it really reinforced the thing of like, I don't need to keep buying clothes for every occasion. This is what I like, this is what I wear on the day-to-day you know what I mean um but initially yeah I I found it like I found I actually found it I don't want to say easy because it wasn't it wasn't easy but I found it much Mm. more manageable than I thought it would and then when it came to kind of bigger items in my wardrobe that ended up didn't need needing to be replaced like I've documented this on my own Videos and stuff like I ended up getting a coat new from a fast fashion brand because I was like I I need a coat I need a coat I was struggling to find something similar I was like I'm happy to hit the button and start again because I already know I've taken the year and a half off and that's made a massive difference and I suppose it was important for me to say that and put it out there to people because the one thing that people they kind of like to come back at to me is oh but like where where, how do you start like it's so hard it's so it feels so inaccessible and out of reach and i just i never want to sit here and be like i think everyone should give it up it would be great if they could but for other people it's going to be much harder so my thing is just shop less yeah just shop yeah just just shop less it's and that's where things will Start to snowball, you know what I mean. And look, there's the thing as well as like there's going to be items of clothing that you'll never be able to get really secondhand, like underwear and stuff like that. It's not about (laughs) exactly. It's not about using it as a cross to to beat yourself with. It's just about switching the mindset a little bit. um But even now that I'm back in the throes of it, I like I love it. I love it. Like my love of doing it and searching for nice secondhand bits or searching for solutions will always outweigh yeah. you know, the inconvenience or the the trickiness I can sometimes encounter with it. I also think it leads to more you know creativity
0: what, as yeah. well with what you wear. You know, when you limit yourself, mm. you kinda have to get really creative and be like, okay, how am I gonna make this thing that maybe I have from five or six years ago fit with something else? You know, so I think it actually is a really
2: creative thing to do as well. Totally. And the way you can change up items of clothing and clothes without needing to like even reach for a scissors to like up you know like upcycle it or whatever or even add another piece of clothing you can do like different makeup different jewelry different shoes a different bag (laughs) you know what I mean you could like pin it up and wear it short or something you know what I mean it's it's again it's just about kind of getting people to take this is a, a phrase that I've been saying the last two weeks a lot for some reason but just taking that pause to be like okay I have this dress. This is nice. I could wear this again. Like I don't necessarily need to go online and buy something or go in and buy something new because I have this and this is great. Totally agree. What did you find kind of like was
1: the the hardest part during that year because I know you mentioned there was lockdown but I found during lockdown I ended up buying more things because I feel like Instagram was just throwing so much at me and especially like activewear and runners and you know, a matching, like, gym set, even though I was in my apartment for the whole time. So, like, what did you find the hardest part of that whole whole situation? Or did you find you had to, like, unfollow or block, you know, these accounts maybe or mute them for the time just to kind of stop the distraction? Because, like, you've over 50,000 followers on Instagram, so I'm sure you'd like a lot coming at you.
2: I, de- I did that from the very start. And again, that's the one piece of advice I would, like, give to people if you're someone who's very susceptible to that kind of marketing and advertising whether it's like your email inbox saying about sales or whether it's you are following a lot of fashion influencers at some point if you know you have this response to seeing someone wearing a nice coat or a nice dress then you kind of just have to kill it off at the source until you're at a point where it's like you can see these people sharing the stuff and be like okay that looks really nice I wonder can I find it on depop or ebay or if I can find something similar you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and that is that is one thing I did and to be honest still do struggle with like if there's something really specific that I want that maybe will say you know isn't in isn't in season like I'm still looking for I saw there was a high street brand had like a denim dump jumpsuit but it was very like 60 70s the way it fit it wasn't like mad flared but it wasn't like skinny mm. denim um and it haunts me and I have yet to find something similar <laughs> but now I have it like it's like a mission like mission impossible I'm gonna find it um but then there's also you know you'll have like specific brands that I really like and they might have a new dress and it does kind of kill me sometimes that I'm like I'm gonna have to wait months or weeks for this for it to ever appear on somewhere um secondhand but the thing is girls the, th- the thought moves as much as it like kind of kills you in the heart a little bit like it shouldn't be ruining your life on the day to day like it's that's the biggest thing for me but I do think it is just it's time for me and it's because I've been doing it for so long and also I think it's great like if you see something like you said that you love and you're
0: like I have to wait months and months but if you still want it after that length of time it really shows that you want it and it's not an impulse buy you're like okay actually yeah really want this thing and you're not just buying it for the sake of it you know so it's good
2: uh-huh. And that's and again, that's what I say to people as well. Like if it's if it's genuinely haunting your dreams, if you know you're gonna wear it <laughs> to death, then like buy it. But it's that it's that seventy two hour seventy two hour rule thing, or yeah. like I tend to say longer, but I mean if you're still thinking about something in a week, then yeah, go get it. But the amount of things like you'd see that you're like, Oh my god, I need that and then twenty four hours later you couldn't even envision it in your mind. Like it's it's just because it's there or because it's a certain price and you think it's good value, but it's actually not good value when you break it down and again consider all the factors that go into it like labor and yeah. environmental cost and stuff like that yeah absolutely
1: when you think of like um you're there you need the coat you're like i just need a coat like is there certain times you'll go do you know what i actually need this i need a pair of boots or i need you know do, and so do you kind of then weigh it up in like like as you said there you wait 72 hours or like is there certain items you're like no i actually like i actually just have to get them
2: shoes I do have a kind of a different rule with like I will try and find them secondhand like I get I get a lot of boots and like runners and like kind of dressy runners not like actual training runners but then again yeah if I want to get something like I'm training for something in a minute so I got new runners for Christmas or because to be honest I'm on TV a lot and a lot of my heels were in bits I did just pay for (laughs) one good like neutral nude just that I know will Last me and I can get yeah. cobbled and the heels done or whatever else. Um, I and I know people view like shoes differently. Like they'll only buy them new or they'll yeah. they only buy second hand. Uh, I'm not that strict. I will always try and search for a second hand option. Um, but it could be a little bit trickier in that area. Everything else I'm pretty strict on. Again, Bar underwear and socks. Uh, but I have. <laughs> but I do try and buy there's a brand that I shop from it's organic basics and they have a decent environmental and labor rating and that means that the underwear and the bras and stuff they're a little bit more expensive and um, but the quality is great and uh, they're lasting a good while and they wash really well so yeah, yeah
0: very good um I think I was just gonna ask you something about uh, textile waste in Ireland that we actually have such a high level of textile waste and do you mm-hmm. think that like our culture in any way influences that?
2: 100% like it's it's like it's it stresses me out so much when i think about it and i constantly get questions around uh where can you bring this where can you bring that and like half the time i don't have an, like i don't have an answer and i might have to do a bit of research myself yeah. but i do think it comes down to the lack of education around it as well i suppose and how accessible that information is like there are, and and then i do think there is also a thing of like i did whole series on kind of clothing banks and what i, I love it and by the way it was and thank you yeah. so much i appreciate it um but even even with that it's like the whole thing of you'll still drive past clothing banks and it's people don't care that they're full people just drop the bags mm. there's de- there's a very much a thing of out of sight out of mind like i've donated this like my job is done and it's like it's not like it's not and that was what i was trying to get across with those videos i did that it was like when you buy something whether it's clothing or whatever like a, a item of a makeup a beauty product uh, a book I don't know like you're responsible for its life cycle then and it's not good enough to just be like well I left the bag of clothes to rot in the rain outside of the bin because I couldn't wait a week or a few days until they were emptied or I couldn't find somewhere else to bring them mm. we definitely do have this thing of if it's not convenient then I'm not going to do it which is stresses me out yeah. quite a lot um I'm hoping you're kind of seeing the little seeds of change, and people again taking that beat to be like, mm, maybe I shouldn't be doing this, or maybe I should just keep them in my car a little bit longer until I have somewhere to put them. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, a hundred percent, I do think it's a, it's a cultural issue for sure. Yeah. like
1: I even see with Mam's shop, like we like she could arrive there in the morning, and there's bags upon bags upon bags left out in the absolute piss and rain. And Mam's like, please don't just dump your stuff here if you want to donate them, like, you come in during the hours that were open, but I think people as well, there's a little bit of embarrassment, so they're like, oh, just throw them here during the night when no one's there, but like like I said, they get left out in the rain and then suddenly we get, the, so they're useless to us because we don't have the facilities to be washing everyone's dirty clothes, you know, if you're going to donate clothes, like, do give them the decency of giving them a little wash mm. and like drying them and then sending them in, but like, I even find with, the, with our charity shop, we have way too much clothes now. We actually genuinely don't have the space. I love for them. your mom's shop. And we're nearly overrun at this stage. It's a great little shop, and it's like you've, I, you. I know I have so many gems from there. But like, it's getting to stage now where I was like, to mom, I was like "What are you going to do with all these clothes?" Because now what it's turned into is is kind of almost people's as you say there. Can kind of people just are almost getting rid of them out of their out of sight out of mind and then we our shop we just don't have the space now so we're struggling to kind of sort them out and it's like well where do we put them and you know the clothes banks are grand and all but like i think we need more of them around now because as sharon mentioned there's so much textile waste that we need better options for people and as you said though as well like better care like if you buy something you that's the onus is on you now to see it through and even donate it properly and do something mm. positive with it
2: yeah I was only just going to say, I can imagine the stuff your mum gets through to her shop because I did like, did a couple of days volunteering in a charity shop before and like the stuff you'd get in is... And, and that's, mm. that's definitely a cultural thing as well where it was like, it should have been a good thing, but it's kind of become... Like, people are looking at... Uh, like, charity shops is nearly... I don't know, kind of a dumping ground that it's like, sure, <laughs> well, sure, just put in anything. And it's like, no, no, like, I've seen people and your mum does it. Like, it's not... It's not robots milling through these clothes, it's people. And then what do they do with the waste at the end or the stuff that you donated that wasn't in good enough condition because you just weren't bothered to do anything about it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's That aspect is very, 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 very frustrating. Very frustrating. I do find, though, yeah. I have to
0: say, I think people are more conscious now, like especially amongst some of my friends. They'll always be like, oh, I just went in and I got a few bits and... And I'm like, it's okay, It's okay. You know, you know, that wasn't the conversation before. So to hear people like actually kind of stop and be like, oh, shit. Yeah, I got my stuff in there. It's great to know that people are actually thinking about these things and, you know, trying to make change. So hopefully it continues.
2: Yeah, I definitely am seeing that in my own conversations with people as well. And look, I think it's kind of like if people aren't paying attention, how how could you not be like it's. we've 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 had enough documentaries we've had enough people banging the drum for so long and again it just goes back to the thing of like just maybe shop less and just reversing that idea of you know hall culture and that you you can't be seen wearing something more than once and but yeah as you said I do I do think we are slowly walking it back but it's just my concern is around the pace at which we're slowly walking it back and pulling it Very back true. but it is great to hear the the conversations and people kind of definitely being more conscious of it yeah,
1: Absolutely, the online shopping as well i think that's obviously the huge issue because everyone's and what i like noticing with Sharon now sharon being a designer kind of been in with her to see what she does is the sizing obviously is wrong like in so many online things you buy what you think is your size and it comes it doesn't fit and then the i find the returns structure is actually quite difficult and that can be kind of a nuisance so i personally just don't really buy online at all anymore because i just found it was so disheartening you get a bag of clothes and none of them work or they don't they don't look, obviously they don't they're not the shape they were meant to be and they're not the design and they just come back and it looks like they're just pure like they're literally fit for the bin because they're yeah. so badly made and then you kind of have to wonder how how come people can just stay buying all this stuff and just because they do like return having, it like seeing know? all this waste a lot of
0: people do buy
1: it yeah people don't return them anymore mm. people just kind of literally just dump mm. them or else as I said throw them to charity shops and then we've got all these clothes now and then like I was saying to my mom, I was like, you know, there's been tests or you know lab research done on certain certain online stores, and these clothes have toxics and toxins and chemicals in them. And I was like, to mom, I was like, "I don't want you to be sorting through all those toxic clothes." <laughs> and I was like, you know, mom, I was like, "I think it's gonna, I'm like, I think it's coming to come to a stage where you're gonna have to say sorry, we can't take certain brands because they're dangerous." And I was like, you know, this maybe this kind of people need to wake up to. What's going on around them?
2: No, 100%. And like when you say it to people, and you're like, this is this p- item of clothing is just fully plastic. And they're like, what? No. And it's like, yeah, we'll just look at the chat. This exists yeah. forever now. Yes. This little. Like Belly top or whatever And you're like This is cute whatever And you might wear it For one summer season And then it's forgotten Like that Is gonna last for years Mm. And years Mm. and years And the thing with the chemicals And everything Yeah Oh I don't need to That also stresses me out Like majorly The things with The thing with the returns process As well is Some of the brands Don't even end up Reselling them again So some of them do just go Straight to landfill Mm. Which Also causes my blood Like to rise Insanely It's it's terrifying. It's really just the shit that the brands get away with. Sorry, I don't know if I can swear. I'm so sorry. The stuff the brands get away with is just and they're still out here still hawking their wares signing up celebs with absolutely no shame while their top three people whatever get richer and richer and richer it it begs belief it's disgusting
0: it absolutely is and even the fact like i know you in your videos you talked about the clothing pods and where the clothes go and that it was too vague for you which like it is so there's no transparency at all like some of these end up in you know developing countries and then they end up as textile waste there and then like they have absolutely no resources to recycle this and you know you see those like images of all their waterways being just full of waste so it's yeah it's really shit yeah
2: mm, yeah majorly
1: you are a big fan of Love Island I also watch Love Island I just find it great relaxing not well, I don't know if it's relaxing but it's just something to unwind but then you see the. I know they said they brought out this second hand policy which is great to see but then on the other side of it the winners and the runners up walk out there and get these massive deals with these Huge online high fashion stores that aren't being very transparent about what, what exactly they're transparent about what they're doing. Like, so I, that's kind of becoming an issue as well. It's like they're getting behind these big labels, and suddenly every girl wants that, like, that little dress that they wore beside the fire pit. And it's like that's kind of creating that kind of want, need, have now culture as well.
2: For sure. And they're still, I remember when the, the news was announced about the eBay partnership, I was like, it is, it is good. And I think it did cause. Mm a big splash the first year. I think this year it's kind of, I don't know if the emphasis is on it as much. And it will be interesting to see if they end up partnering with someone after this season in the way that they did with Tashagori. Like I think Tashagori is the greatest example of it and has massively walks the walk with it and is still working with them at shows and stuff like that. But you then have others who walk straight into, as you said, big deals with collections with the fast fashion ones and then you have other islanders who are walking into these deals with these fast fashion brands and they're kind of hawking like a secondhand marketplace that is just straight up like just greenwashing 101 Mm -hmm. Um, I still think there's a long way to go with dismantling the full culture around Love Island and that and maybe it will take a couple of more years for the partnership to bed in and for it to really be kind of for there to be an emphasis put on Mm -hmm. it but I think mm-hmm. I think they're kind of missing a trick with not showing it more on socials. I'm definitely not seeing it that much anyway. And in terms of, you know, showing what they're wearing and like emphasizing the fact that it's secondhand. Um, but as yeah. you said, you still have these accounts pop up, you know, like the Love Island Outfits accounts and they'll have found where it is and are like, and obviously they can still bring their own clothes and the majority of them are probably still shopping from fast fashion brands. So then you have these Islander Outfit accounts who are like, get it here and it's an affiliate link and they're making a few bob off that it's just vicious cycle oh. yeah there's exactly yeah It it is a cycle and I do still think we're we're a way off breaking we're a way off breaking that cycle unfortunately and I as I said I do just think maybe it will take a few more years to kind of get their head around the partnership and how to make it work in real time because the thing is like the brands come calling i can understand why they sign up because they're obviously able to offer insane money just to be able to be a face of something um but you can see the tide turning against that as well like you've had the conversations surrounding molly may is probably the best example someone that i do genuinely really, really really like love her content that side of her content, not a thing for me, will always openly criticise it. Um, And even when she signed up for that job, you had the conversation around it. So it's just about amplifying those voices and making sure those conversations still happen when this news come out. And it makes them consider, actually, is this something that I should be signing up for? Is this something that I would want to align myself with? And hopefully making them think as well. I don't know, maybe I'm being overly optimistic there, but that's the dream. I think as well,
1: when I'm watching the episodes like they're obviously clearly get new clothes dropped in every day because they're never in the same thing and I'm like it's basically like a girls holiday like when you go on a girls holiday after a few days you're swapping each other's clothes because you ran out and I would love to see that in Love Island I'd love to see them kind of be like has anyone got anything I can wear tonight I can borrow has anyone got a dress that's clean you know and I'd love to see them in the same stuff every few days but they're not they're just constantly dolled up to the nines in brand new gear and it's like Oh can you I just I really would love To see them all Sharing the same rara skirts For the whole series <laughs> Swap it all.
2: Any sarongs girls Any sarongs yeah. yeah that is the thing It's kind of moved Into the As someone who's like Watched from Pretty much the start Like it has moved Into this kind of glossy you know it is essentially an advertising platform in one sense and it's got like if anyone even if you go back to like season two and how kind of I hate to use the words raw and like real and authentic about a reality show because it's not but it did (laughs) it was more representative I suppose of real life in some ways Um, and then I think you would have definitely seen more of those conversations like you said Megan and it would have been like funny and everything else but the love island that it is now this like glossy slick aesthetic thing i don't know if they want i don't know i'd I'd love to see those conversations as well but the love island of this now i don't think we'd see it happen which is very frustrating because there were hints of it even last season with the ebay partnership thing you'd see a couple of them wearing you know the same dress over the few weeks but again that wasn't really highlighted um Mm. so it would be great to see it kind of normalized just even in the everyday conversations between them absolutely yeah um i have to admit that i don't really watch love island so that's why i was asking you do they actually
0: swap clothes it'd be great if they did but maybe maybe babe you're better off you there's a large
2: portion of my brain that's focused on this show that could possibly have learned another language Feluna. instead but here that's we are why i don't watch it because i know that happens so. <laughs> but um yeah. but um no it is
1: great Yeah it's great to, Yeah right I actually I Think about things You could do In the evening time Instead of sitting down For that hour But then it's like Do you
0: know what It's kind of nice Just to get away From yeah. everything And just watch it's
2: it It's great It's it's pure entertainment Like what else Can I say So good. good
0: um, I actually had a question That I wanted to ask you You said on one of your videos And I loved it You said be ruthless About what you get rid of But be thoughtful About where it goes um, And I really love that And I just want you To maybe Um like what advice would you give to people that maybe need to get rid of stuff that are quite sentimental towards, you know, everything they own or they find it really hard to get rid of things?
2: Well, the one thing I would say is, like, don't stress, because I am, I, I am and was and will always be that person. Like, I am a very sentimental person. Um, but I do just think it's about looking at things a little bit more clinically and kind of figuring out how your process works and what works for you do you need like a second opinion does it stress you out when you ask your boyfriend or your friends whether you should keep something um you know and I I suppose I always like putting kind of a timeline on something and I know this will only really apply to clothes but give yourself a month see if you wear it uh if it needs to be repaired give yourself the month to repair it um, if you know that you'll just squander away that month and you'll find yourself coming back in 30 days being like, I love this skirt, I wore it to my teenage <laughs> junior skirt disco and for some reason I still have it. Um, th- Then be a bit more, then be a bit less lenient with your timeline, like give it two weeks, whatever it is. Um, and But I would just think about it in the sense of, like, or look at organisation and look at your space and just... It's very hard But the only way You can do it Is to get in the swing of it And get in the practice of it And if you need to do it A little bit more regularly At the start Then Once you are in the swing of it You won't need to do The clear outs And the organisations Then As kind of strictly And as Intensely Yeah And look, if you need to kind of bribe yourself initially at the start as well, you know, if you're making space for something else and you see something's in bits and you donate it or you pass it on to a family member or a friend or something, go out and get yourself a nice second hand coat or jeans or dress or whatever. Like that's, I'm all for a bit of bribery. That's (laughs) that's completely fine. Um, We're not meant to have all of our things forever. Like as people, we change, our wardrobes change, our lives change. Um, So again, if you want to stay on the sentimentality thing, just think about the fact that you're giving this you know piece of clothing whatever it is this whole new life and it's going on its own other journey Mm -hmm. in advert commas itself whether that is with a friend or family member or into a charity shop or you've sold it on depop whatever um and just be be proud of that and give yourself a little pat on the back a little kudos absolutely that's great advice
1: Love it. Well, new Lonely says we are kind of running out of time here, but uh, we do a thing at the end of the pod called, Are um, we just like do fashion memories where we share a memory from, it could be from a few years ago, or from your childhood, of pretty much anything at all, be it like, I, I don't know, as you said, something sentimental. Maybe it's a piece of clothing you still have that you actually never will let go of, or maybe it's just something that is stuck in your memory forever and you're like, I can never forget about that outfit.
2: Is there anything at all? Oh, um, hmm good question I have this gorgeous red dress that I got kind of very early on in the start of my secondhand I don't know if I'd given up fast fashion at this point but it was if I hadn't it was like right before I did and maybe this might have been the motivation for doing it I have this red dress it's kind of like a suit dress nearly it's like real power 80s vibe loads of pockets loads of, like, loads of like gold hardware and a belt and I got in an SVP and I think it was like 25 quid um, and I will never get rid of it never ever I want it in my life forever I want to give it like I want one of my kids to have it or someone else it's just you could wear it to anything it's kind of like dressy enough that you could wear it out but it's also like kind of daytime realness I can imagine myself in the 80s like power haircut briefcase like trotting along <laughs> I have somewhere to be I have somewhere to do uh, I've worn it to death and will continue to wear it to death and I and I and when I do wear it I always get compliments. Um which is something I love as well. And I love being able to say, Oh yeah, I got that in St. Vincent Nepal. Love it, love it. Um yeah, it's just and I love red. Red is just such a power oh, statement colour. Um and it's one of those things when you see it it just it just makes me happy. So
1: Oh, I love it. It reminds me, I have, there's a top I have and I'd say I'll never get rid of it. Sharon, you'll know it. It's a purple um top I got. I actually was in Ennis for a trad fest um, and I we had a few few drinks and then I, one of the girls wanted to go into this shop and I wasn't, it actually wasn't a secondhand shop. It was a, a new shop, whatever you refer to. And so I had a few drinks with me and I spotted this purple top and I remember it's like kind of got long sleeves and it's got these frills and it's got the frills all the way down. And it um, when you kind of You can shimmy in it Yeah and it's, like this, love oh. it. and it's got a high neck And I love it But I actually have that My wardrobe And I genuinely wear it so much And one time one of the girls Said to me She was like have you not got any of <laughs> <laughs> I just love this one. It's like, you literally... She goes, but you wear it so much, Megan. She goes, you have to be... Because like you, Fanula, being on TV or something or being on social media, she was spotting it all the time and she was going, you need to mix it up. So I gave it a little break there for a while. I actually gave it a little bit of a, a time out. Um, but it, I like that. It's in my wardrobe with all my tops. So, every off, so often when I'm pulling out my tops and I see it, I genuinely am like, oh. So I'm kind of like looking forward now to they're getting better so I can bring it out again because it's one of those tops i say I'll never get rid of yeah I I love love that and I don't
0: think I think as well like you shouldn't take other people's opinion like into account for that because that's part of you like that's your style do you know what I mean like it's a hundred yeah and like even with it just reminds me of a piece that I have and Fanula, you said it was 25 quid for your piece and it's the same with what I wear Megan I actually got that coat in your mother's charity shop you know the kind of blue one
1: Oh, the kind of military-looking. Honestly, slash. I
0: look like I should be in the greatest Ray showman. It's that kind of cut. <laughs> yes. But I love
2: it. I have a, I have a jacket kind of similar,
0: <laughs> but I love it, and it's so unique. And it's an Irish designer from, I'd say, a few decades ago. I've, I actually can't think of the name now, but um I've tried to look her up, and I can't find like any record of her. But I'm like, wow, I wonder how many of these she produced, or you know, if she's still alive, or you know, if I walk by her in a street in Dublin. You know, it's just mad to think like how these have a history and you know that's kind of the beauty of wearing stuff like that as well and you know finding a steel and it having a history
2: for sure for oh, sure
1: yeah I love that, I, actually that go- I tried it on and I was like it just didn't suit me at all I remember them like no I don't like and then you put it on I was like oh my god Sharon I was like I'm taking this whether you want it or I- not <laughs>
2: <laughs> i hate when you see well i hate and i love it when you see something like in a charity shop or whatever and like you know it's stunning and then you try it on and it looks a bit like rotten on you but you're with a friend and then they they try it on and you're like yeah it looks unreal <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah you should definitely get it <laughs> <laughs> uh, happened to be recently with a friend uh and a jacket and they got it and i'm still a little bit see them but she looks unreal in it so yeah
1: Oh, yeah, I know that's it too. And you kind of sometimes see, or if you're in a shop and like you're in a charity shop and you find someone finds something before you, and you're kind of going, please, the <laughs> willing <down>. them telepathically, <laughs> like. Like, yeah. oh, like. I don't know if that that color is a good color. <laughs> Um, well look As I said I think we're pretty much All out of time here, But I want to remind people That um, your Instagram Is Fanula J And uh, as I said You have so many Great nuggets of information Up there as well Our people are Love Island fans as well um, And I have to say It's been an absolute pleasure Chatting to you And getting yeah. to know you better Like I've actually Had such crack here And um, you've actually Inspired me now To go through my wardrobe Yet again And do another Another clear out And maybe make space For something something special
2: I'm overdue one as well So <laughs> I'll, I'll be doing that This weekend
1: yeah.
0: I think Thank yeah. you so much For coming on And I can just imagine You're probably inundated with questions after those videos because they were so informative and you're very inspiring and
2: thanks again thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure That's kind of-